Well, morena, I'm Bernard Hickey, and this is the Dawn Chorus for the Kaka. Today, it's all about Mill Road. If you're not from Auckland, uh, this is a really big deal. And if you're from Auckland, you already know this. It's a $1.3 billion project, which creates a four-lane highway, effectively, right beside the Southern Motorway. It opens up the Drury developments that, in the long run, could have 120,000 people in new suburbs. The problem is this project has been on hold uh, this year because the costs are being redone. Some people think it could blow out to $3 billion from $1.3 billion. And Auckland Council, for its part, hasn't been keen on this project going ahead, in part because it has to stump up a billion dollars for various pipes and roads and footpaths and parks. And it says that it's up against its debt limits and can't afford it. You can debate that, given it has a AA credit rating and is growing very quickly. And therefore, we'll get lots of rates and the government certainly will get lots of GST and income tax from all of those extra people. But uh, until now, it's blocked. Now, this is important because not only uh, is the blocking of this road blocking the creation of 30,000 houses or so at least, uh, but it's really squeezing Auckland uh, into the isthmus. Now, some people would like that because it's going to encourage more medium density housing, use of public transport, and already climate activists are opposing the Mill Road project in court, arguing that it's going to increase emissions when we actually need to be reducing carbon emissions. The project is also dependent on the rezoning of some land. Oyster Capital, Fulton Hogan and Kiwi Property want to rezone about 330 hectares in Drury East. And to do that, they're actually trying to use the COVID-19 legislation, which helps get around the delays uh, associated with the Resource Management Act. So it's the government that has to make the decision about whether to allow the COVID-19 legislation to be used in this case by Oyster Capital, Fulton Hogan and Kiwi Property. So the connection there is the government's in control of NZTA, which will give the green light on the Mill Road project, but it needs to do it in tandem with the Auckland Council and with this um, RMA workaround. So yesterday, the government announced it was going ahead with the Ōtaki extension, uh, this was also put on hold. It was one of the upgrade projects. And we now we'll now hear whether or not it's going to go ahead with this Mill Road project. This really is a key moment for the government because if it says no, it essentially is saying it cares a lot more about its debt limits. Uh, and it will argue, of course, this is you know the right thing for climate change, but it's not the right thing for housing affordability in that if you're going to solve this problem, you really have to go out and to go up. And uh, 30,000 houses, you can't really turn your nose up at that when you're saying that the real problem is housing supply. Earlier today, uh, Simon Wilson from the New Zealand Herald reports exclusively that Michael Wood, the Transport Minister, has given the go-ahead for a second harbour crossing. Now, now this is not the second harbour crossing for, for rail or for uh, cars. This is essentially a bit of a tack-on or right beside the Harbour Bridge for cyclists and pedestrians at a cost of $685 million. I don't think these, this announcement or this exclusive is remotely coincidental or not coincidental. 
I suspect this is a, uh, a fig leaf or a, an olive branch to the climate and cycling activists in Auckland who were about to be outraged by the government giving the green light for Mill Road. So my bet is that they will go ahead with that project, Mill Road. We'll know later this morning, uh, there's going to be a press conference in Wellington, which I'll attend, uh, about whether Mill Road will go ahead. Elsewhere overnight, the things to keep an eye on. Uh, Joe Biden has just uh, issued an executive order which bans American companies from investing in a bunch of Chinese companies that are connected to China's military complex. So that includes the likes of Huawei, SMIC, which is one of the world's biggest chip producers, a couple of the big uh, teleco uh, companies in China. And this is a, a new escalation of this strategic contest, Cold War, if you like, between China and America. Some people thought that Joe Biden uh, might soften things from the from the crazy Trump times, but actually he's hardened uh, America's stance against China and actually making it much more effective. So this is quite a big move in the world of geopolitics. Secondly, America has announced it's planning to uh, distribute 25 million doses of COVID-19 vaccines around the world. It's part of an overall 80 million dose donation plan. And uh, that's good news because really, uh, until everyone's vaccinated, no one's safe. And at the moment, large parts of the developing world, <laughs> sadly also New Zealand and Australia, um, have very low vaccination rates. To give you an idea of how far behind, we're still less than 10% vaccinated, depending on whether you're looking at one or two doses. And uh, uh, the UK, for example, has now just gone over the 50% vaccinated, both doses, uh, in the last day or two. Some other good stuff in today's Dawn Chorus um, email, uh, a great chart from Bloomberg showing that New Zealand in the last um, year of COVID has had the second fastest housing growth, housing price growth in the world, just behind Turkey. Perhaps we should have all bought houses in Turkey as well. And uh, keep an eye out too for some fun things um, down the bottom. Uh, great to see that Devon Conway had a double century overnight, although uh, we lost a bunch of wickets as as well. Hope you've enjoyed the Dawn Chorus uh, this morning. I'm Bernard Hickey on the Kaka. See you again on, well, talk to you again on uh, Tuesday. Looking forward to a long weekend. Kia ora.